So I'm excited to have you guys in this morning. I'm also excited to have our special guests this morning. In fact, we are so excited to have our kids in here. Originally, our idea for Kids Takeover Sunday was all the kids in here and all the grown-ups over there in Kid Church, and we kind of decided not to do that because that sounded dangerous. So we had everybody in here, but we're so glad to have the kids in here. And in fact, we're going to call you from now on this morning our VIPs. So I want all of our big kids that are in here, I want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand up. I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to yell out, VIP. There we go. So anytime you hear me say the word VIP, I'm talking to you guys specifically. So I want you to lean forward. Not so far that you fall out of your chair, but lean forward and then listen up because I'm talking to you specifically today. But Jesus has an awesome word for all of us, no matter how old we are in the room. But before we get to the word of Jesus, I want to get us limbered up and loosened a little bit. So I'm going to give us an icebreaker this morning. And I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to take a moment, turn to your neighbor, talk to your kids, and I want you to ask them this question. And the question is, if you could build your dream house anywhere, where would you build it? You can name a city, you could say up on a mountaintop, you could say in a tree, you could say in Disney World, wherever you would build your house, Where would you build it? Take 30 seconds and ask that question to your neighbor. All right, I want to hear some of the places that people said they would build their house. What's some of the craziest places someone said out there? Just shout it out. Heaven? Heaven? All right, can't, can't beat that. All right, over here, what do we have? Disney World, yes, I'm glad someone said that. One more, in the back. Imaginary world, construct your own world, I like that. Some good places. I had a lot of places that I thought about, um, but one thing came to my mind, and it's kind of silly, I know, but the first thing that came to my mind was I would build my house on top of a coffee shop. Uh, Pastor James really loves coffee. Pastor James drinks a lot of coffee, and Pastor James has drunk a lot of coffee this morning, as you can probably tell. But I really enjoy coffee, and I thought, hey, man, if I build my house on top of a coffee shop, I could go down any time, and I could have some coffee and go right back upstairs, right? But then I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I thought, you know what? It'd be kind of silly to build your house over a coffee shop, and let me give you two reasons why. Number one is your house would smell like coffee all the time. Think about it. Your bedroom would smell like coffee. Your closet would smell like coffee. Your bathroom would smell like coffee. After a while, I'm sure you'd get really sick of smelling coffee. And number two, coffee shops are really loud. Right? So your house would always be loud. You'd never be able to take a nap. You'd never be able to go to sleep. In fact, the other day I was at a coffee shop and I was sitting down and this guy rolls up next to me and he sits down. And normally I wouldn't think anything of it, but he pulls out three monitors. Like one was a legit computer monitor. I have no idea where he even pulled that out of. But he puts it up on the table and he's got two iPads and he's watching his teacher lecture without any headphones. Now, I prayed to the Lord in that moment, and I did not confront him like I wanted to do, but I also learned a lot about trigonometry. But it reminded me (laughs) 
that it's not good to live over a coffee shop, that in fact, it'd be kind of silly. I would be like saying, I want to build my house on an airport runway because I really like airplanes, right? That would be kind of scary to have your house on an airport runway. I'm glad someone said Disney World. I totally agree with you. It'd be awesome to have your house in Disney World, except that every time you left your house, you'd have to what? Pay them money. You think they're going to let you come into Disney World without paying? So every time you left your house, you would have to pay them money. Because Disney World is not going to let you get into their camp or get into their place without paying some money. So there's some good places to build your house. And there's also some pretty silly places to build your house. Jesus is going to talk about this. That there's a wise place to build your house. And there are a lot of foolish, unwise places to build your house. Even more than that, Jesus says there's a wise place to build your life, and there's a really foolish place to build your life. And so the question for us this morning, whether you're a a special guest in here, a VIP this morning, or whether you're a grown-up, and the question is, what are you building your life on? Jesus is going to tell us that there's an important place to build your life on. We're going to read a story out of the Bible, and it's about the wise and foolish Builders, uh, All the VIPs in the room, I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say, wise and foolish builders. There's only one wise place to build your life, and there's a lot of foolish places to build your life. Some people like to build their life on just fun. And that kind of makes sense when you're like a little toddler. Like I have an 18-month-old and he loves to do fun things. That makes sense for him to kind of build his life on fun because he's exploring, we're taking care of him. But it gets kind of silly the older you get to build all your life just on fun and avoid thinking about anything serious or avoid thinking about faith or Jesus or the future. Where are my VIPs at? I want you to lean in. I want to tell you something that adults do, and it's kind of silly. Grown-ups sometimes build their life on money. And they think, I want to get as much money as possible. And I want to get as big a house as possible, a bigger, bigger house and fancier, fancier cars, just the best things possible. That's how I want to build my life. And Jesus says it's kind of silly to do that. Some grown-ups also build their life on work, their career, their legacy. They think, man, I'm going to build my life on this and I'm going to leave a legacy and that's what I want to build my life on. But Jesus says there's actually a better place to build your life. So we're going to read Jesus telling a story, and Jesus is a master storyteller. He tells lots of great stories. He's much better than I am at telling stories, and so I'm going to let Jesus tell this story this morning, and it's out of Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. So do we have any of our VIPs who like brought their Bible this morning? Can you raise your hand? All right, we've got a couple. Good job. All right, I'm going to give you a high five after service. It's free. You can come up. And I'll give you a high five. But for everyone else, it's all right, because we've got the words on the screen behind me. And we're going to read this story of Jesus together. This is what he says, Matthew chapter 7, 24. Everyone who hears my words and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on rock. It rained hard and the floods came and the wind blew and hit that house. But what? It did not fall because it was built on rock. Everyone who hears my words and does not obey them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. It rained hard and the floods came and the wind blew and hit that house and it fell with a big crash. Verse 28, when Jesus finished saying these things, the people were amazed. They were blown away at his teaching. 
Because he did not teach like their other teachers of the law, he taught like a person who had authority. So Jesus is going to tell a story here of a wise and foolish builder. And before we even talk about what is the wise place to build or what's the foolish place to build, I want all of us to understand, whether you're a grown-up or a kid, that you get to choose where to build your life. I think Jesus is making a point. We get to choose what we get to build our life on. Jesus says some people build their life on his words and they follow them. Then Jesus says some people don't build their life on his words. I want you to notice everyone heard the words of Jesus, but not everyone followed them. Everyone has a choice. Let me tell you a story of my 18-month-old Cameron, and I think he's starting to understand, like, English a little bit more. Like, he's starting to understand what I'm telling him because I've told him at dinner time that he's not allowed to slam the plates up and down. He likes to take his plate, and he likes to slam it up and down, and when he doesn't want it anymore, he'll, like, push it away. I mean, I'm talking about just push it away. Like, I don't even want to look at it right now, right? So the other day, he was eating, like, in his tower, and he had plates, you know, and he was, like, kind of finishing up, and I was, like, for some reason on the other part of the room, and I look over, and he's looking at me, and I can see he's edging his plate away a little bit, and I'm like, Cameron, please don't do that, please. Thank you very much, and he looks at me stone cold in the eyes, and he pushes it (laughs) off the counter, straight up off the counter. It shatters on the floor, He looks at me and he goes, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm like, yeah, uh uh-oh, that was you, right? It's funny, right? Grown-ups do this too. Jesus says there are a lot of things that we should do and that we shouldn't do. Some things that are good for us and things that aren't good for us. And yet, so often we hear the words of Jesus, but we don't actually do them. Kids do that sometimes too, right? You hear your parents tell you to do something, you hear them, you understand, but you don't do it. We get to choose what to build our life on and how we're going to live our life. And Jesus says wisdom isn't just hearing the words of Jesus, it's doing the words of Jesus. It's following his example. And I love this because it means that the wisest person in this room is not the person who has the most degrees, not the person who makes the most money, not the oldest person in the room. It's the person who hears Jesus and obeys him. And that's really cool. That means that one of our VIPs in the room, some of our VIPs in the room are wiser than some of the grown-ups in this room. Man, about a month ago, we had a baptism Sunday, and I got to baptize one of our kids who's in our kids' ministry, and she was a girl who said, man, I want to I obey the Lord. I want to live my life for Jesus. She is wise, and so many people aren't wise because they don't want to build their life on the words of Jesus. I love how one guy put it. He says, Jesus' words are the best building material for your life. And I love that for two reasons. Number one, Jesus is a carpenter, so like, duh, right? Jesus knows what he's talking about when he says where to build a house. But also, Jesus is God, the author of life. And so in this story, Jesus says there's a wise place to build your house and a very foolish place to build your house. So kids, I want you to imagine this with me. Close your eyes if you have to. Imagine there's two guys standing next to each other. And they're looking around and they're looking for a place to build their house. And and one guy looks over and he sees like a rock. And he's like, I think that's a good place to go build my house. And so he starts to go build his house on this rock over here. Now imagine there's another guy. And he's looking around and he's like, where should I build my house? Disneyland is miles away, so that's not an option, right? So he's looking around. 
and he sees the rock. Now, we don't know why he doesn't choose the rock, but maybe he looks at the rock and he says, man, it's going to be really hard to climb up that rock to build my house, right? I'm going to get all sweaty. I'm going to get nasty. I don't want to go up there and build my house over there. So he says, I want to go that way. And then he looks over and he sees some sand. He's like, man, it's nice and flat, easy place to build my house. He says, man, it's probably easy to shovel into the sand, right? If I go up on the rocks, it'd be hard to build my house up there. So the sand is nice. I can put my shovel in there. Maybe he even looks over and he's like, man, there's some water. My house is going to have a view of the fish and the birds. It's a really great place to put my house. But Jesus says that both of them have a choice, but they're thinking about different things. The wise man is thinking about not just the view, but he's thinking about something else. And we'll talk about that. But the foolish man is just thinking about how easy it is to build his house on the sand. We're called to build our life on Jesus and to obey him and what he says because he wants what's best for us. All right, all of our special guests in the room, where are my VIPs at? Raise your hand. I want you to take one finger, index finger, and point it like this. And if you're sitting next to your parent or the person who brought you, I want to give them just a nice little poke, just an easy poke, not a hard poke, just a little poke. Let me tell you something. That person who brought you here today loves you immensely. I know they love you immensely, even if I don't, love, even if I don't know them, because they brought you here today. And they wanted you to hear about Jesus and they want you to live your life for Jesus because Jesus loves you and he died for you. Sometimes we don't like to obey our parents because we don't understand or we want to do things our own way. But Jesus says we obey them not because they're perfect, but because it honors Jesus. Even right now, our VIPs in the room can build their life on Jesus by following this one command that Jesus gives to you. Parents, you're not off the hook. Let me get real for you for a second. What are you building your family's life on? I can tell you what you're building their life on by where you guys spend your time. Is it sports? Is it academics? Is it fun? Is it travel? Or is it Jesus? I've noticed even with my son how often I'm on my phone and I can imagine if Cameron could speak fluent English right now be kind of scary, but if he could speak fluent English right now, and I were to ask him, what's important in dad's life, I guarantee you he would say this, because this is always on me. He's watching. He's seeing that it's important. And so I've been convicted by that. I've been trying to incorporate more of my Bible, more prayer into our time together as a family, because I want Cameron to know that the foundation of our house and our family is Jesus and not these other things in the world. Not bad things, but not God things. There's good news. And the good news is that even if you started building your house over on the sand, Jesus says you can stop and you can go build it on the rock. Every single one of us has the opportunity to turn around and to build our lives on the rock. All right. Let's take a little bit of a break. All the VIPs in the room, I want you to stretch a little bit. Stretch your arms out a little bit. There we go. Shake your shoulders out a little bit. We're going to look at verse 25. Look what happens. It says, it rained hard, the floods came, and the winds blew and hit that house. Now, we know a lot about this because we live in Houston, right? So we can picture what's going on here. But it says what in verse 25? But it did not fall 
because it was built on a rock. But then I find this really interesting. Jesus repeats himself, doesn't he? He says in verse 27, it rained hard, the floods came, and the winds blew and hit that house. But then something different happened, and it fell with a big crash. Did Jesus repeat himself? Is this like a typo in here? No, Jesus wants us to know that the storm came for everybody. You can choose where to build your life, but you cannot choose, you don't get to choose when the storm comes. And the storm comes for all of us. Bad things happen. The point is not that like bad things happen to the foolish builder because of where he built and good things happen to the, build, the wise builder because of where he built. Bad things happen to both of them. But what sets them apart is that the man who built his house on a rock was safe. And when we build our house on Jesus Christ, when we build our life on him, we can have the peace of God and the steadiness of God and the hope and the joy of God. But that only comes when we build our life on the words of Jesus. So bad things happen to both. But the point is, is that we can survive the storm, we can go through the storms of life if we have Jesus in our life. Matthew 7 is actually the tail end of a sermon that Jesus gave called the Sermon on the Mount. And in that very sermon, Jesus gave the words, do not be anxious about your life. Don't worry about your life. Then why is everyone worrying right now? Why is everyone afraid right now? Afraid of this and afraid of that and afraid of the variant or not afraid of the variant but afraid of the government taking away all of our rights or afraid of the future or afraid of the unknown, afraid of an economic clash. Everybody is afraid. Where are my VIPs at? They're afraid because they're not obeying Jesus' word to not be afraid. When you build your life on Jesus, it means that you can have the peace of Jesus. Take him at his word and trust him. So you don't get to choose when the storm comes, but you can choose where to build your life and what to build your life on. And no matter how old you are in this room or how young you are in this room, you're called to build your life on Jesus. So as we draw to close this morning, I want to share uh, the last two verses of this particular story because I think it's really, really important for us today. And uh, verse 28 of our story, it goes on and it says, when Jesus finished saying these things, the people were amazed at his teaching because he did not teach like their teachers of the law. He taught like a person who actually had authority. You ever been amazed at one of your teachers? I'm sure you guys have had like a favorite teacher in your life, even if you're an adult. And what these people saw was someone who was an amazing teacher. But more than that, he taught like someone who had authority. Jesus taught with authority because Jesus is the creator of the world. Jesus is the author of life. And Jesus loves us more than anyone else in the world. For our VIPs in the room, your parents love you a lot. The person who watches out for you, your siblings, your family, they love you a lot. Jesus loves you so much more even than that. So much more that he died on the cross because sometimes we do foolish things. We disobey our parents, we disobey the words that Jesus says and, and God knows that we were gonna do that. So he sent his son to die on the cross so that we could be brought back into the family of God. And I love how Jesus said, he doesn't say you have to be a certain age to follow me. 
He says, no, anyone who hears my words and understands them can follow me today. You were made for Jesus. Where are my VIPs? Lean forward. You were made for Jesus. You were made to trust him completely. I got a quick illustration I wanna show you guys and hopefully it helps drive the point home. I got a chair and I got a ladder. And I want you to notice that these are designed very differently, aren't they? How many legs does the chair have? Four. How many legs does this ladder have? Two, all right, all right. If I let go of this chair, what's gonna happen? It's gonna stay, your chair's not gonna fall over, make a loud crash? Are you guys pretty sure of your physics? Okay, good. All right, it stayed, good. You guys are very smart, very smart this morning. Here's a ladder. This ladder was not designed to stand on its own, was it? If I try to let go of this ladder, what's gonna happen? Okay. Now maybe I can balance it for a little while, right? I can balance it for a little while. Maybe I can get it to stay for a little while, but eventually it's gonna do what? Why is that? Because this ladder was designed to not stand on its own. And where are my VIPs at? Lean in close. Adults are pretty silly because they think they're like this chair. <laughs> they live their life like this chair. They think that they can stand on their own. They're not like the chair. Jesus is the chair. We're like the ladder. And the ladder was designed to lean against a solid foundation. Your life is meant to rely completely and entirely on Jesus Christ. He's your creator, he's your designer, and the way you build your life wisely is to remember you're not the chair, you're the ladder. And everything you do, you're meant to go to Jesus and trust him completely.